This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillahi amma ba'd. This is the second class in our ongoing series explaining the aqidah of al-Imam al-Humaydi al-Kabir, rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi. His book, Kitab al-Sunnah, or Asul al-Sunnah. Last lecture, last talk, we talked just about some things concerning the introduction. Today we'll get into the sulb of the Kitab, inshallah. And as we mentioned before, Al-Imam Al-Humaydi said that the Sunnah and the correct Aqidah with the true Muslims of Al-Islam is that you have to believe in the Qadr. He said that a man should believe in the Qadr. A sister shouldn't come and say, well, I don't have to believe in the Qadr, according to Imam al-Humaydi, because it said a man. The reason why he mentioned a man is because this is the language of the Arabs. They say, al-ghalib. This is just a normal thing that you say most of the time. Men are really astray. That's not just focusing on men, but Beni Adam, mankind. So the person says, mankind. They're not just talking about men. Women are included in that, children are included in that, the handicapped are included in that, black and white and so forth and so on. The other issue is that Imam Al-Humaydi mentioned that the Qadr, you have to believe in the good of it and the bad of it, the sweet of it and the sour of it. Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim has a tremendous book that he dealt with the details of the Qadr called Shifa Al-Alil. And he has a chapter about how the Qadr comes in these four things. And what is khair and what is shar? What is hulu and what is mur? And I would advise anyone who can read Arabic to go back to that chapter because it is a fossil that is nafi' jiddin, jiddin, jiddin. The Imam rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi akhwani in mentioning this issue about al-Qadr, we should know he didn't bring any dalil. He just mentioned it without any dalil. But there are many adillah from the kitab and the sunnah. The Quran is replete with the proof of this. Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentioned in the Quran, إِنَّ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَاهُ بِقَدْرِ Verily, we created everything with the qadr. Everything. Al-Imam al-Bukhari has a book, and it is called خَلْقْ أَفْعَالَ Ibad. He's one of the scholars who talked about and wrote a book about the qadr. خَلْقْ the fact that Allah has created our actions. Me picking up my hand like this, Allah created that. Allah created that. And we'll come to explain that. So that's what the meaning of that ayat is. Another ayat is a statement of Allah, وَكَانَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ قَدْرًا And the affair of Allah, the command of Allah is something that was maqdur with the qadr. Another ayat he said in Surah Al-A'la, وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى Allah is the one who made the taqdeer. He gave the qadr and he portioned everything and he fashioned everything and then he guided people. Another dalil he mentioned in the Qur'an, لِيَقْدِيَ اللَّهُ أَمْرًا كَانَ مَفْعُولًا So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bring into effect an issue that was already written. And there are many other ayat. As for the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, فحدث ولا حرج. We have the hadith of Jibreel, which is considered half of the whole religion 
Al-Imam al-Bukhari and other than him, they put a lot of emphasis on this hadith. When Jibril came to the Prophet sallam as a man whose hair was exceedingly black, his foe was exceedingly white, and he sat with him and said, Ya Muhammad, tell me what is Islam? What is Iman? What is Ihsan? What are some of the ayat of Yawm al-Qiyamah, the alamat? So when he asked him what is Iman, one of the things that the Prophet said, and tu'mina bil-qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi. A man has to believe in the qadr, the good of it and the bad of it. So as I mentioned in the first class, Allah there's authentic a hadith that the Prophet said you must believe in the good of the qadr and the evil of the qadr. As for the sweet of the qadr and the sour of the qadr, there are a hadith that mention that, but all of them are not authentic. But some of the scholars have said this. Another hadith from the sunnah is the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لا يؤمن عبد حتى يؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره من الله وحتى يعلم أن ما أصابه لم يكن ليخطئه وأن ما أخطأه لم يكن ليصيبه He said that a man, a slave, a servant will not be a believer. He doesn't have iman, the sixth arcan of iman. He is not a mu'min until he believes in the qadr. The good of the qadr and the evil of the qadr, all of it is from Allah, the hadith said. And he won't be a believer until he believes what hit him, it could not have missed him. And what missed him, it could not have hit him. So you have to believe that. The fact that you had an accident, the fact that you didn't get married, the fact that you got divorced, the fact that you graduated, the fact that he got accepted and you didn't accept, didn't get accepted. All of that was the qadr and it couldn't miss you. And if it was written for you, it could not miss you. And if it wasn't written for you, it couldn't hit you. The last hadith, and there are many, is that the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kullu shay min al-qadr, aw kullu shay bil-qadr, hatta al-ajiz. Everything that happens is a result of the qadr. Even, even your inability. If you're ajiz, you want to get a job, but you can't get the job. There are no buses, there are this, that. You can't get it. That's from the qadr. We are in the corona lockdown. The corona lockdown. Every year, some of us perform hajj for free. Some of us, walillahi alhamd. That's from the fadl of Allah. People over there in Saudi Arabia, and other than that, people perform hajj free every year. This year, we could not perform hajj because of the corona. The only people who could perform hajj are those people that Allah the qadr was written for them to perform the hajj. I know some people were in Saudi Arabia. They were planning on performing the hajj and they're in Saudi Arabia, but they couldn't perform the hajj for one reason or another, which brings something to my mind is a very close brother of me, of mine by the name of Abdul, Abdul Latif, the ninja. Abdul Latif, the bando, bando expert. I became a Muslim in 1986 and this brother was two years, I think, older than me, maybe three. I don't know. He had been a Muslim for a long time. He's been living in Saudi Arabia since I was a student, along with his wife, my oldest sister. May Allah Ta'ala reward her and give her sabr. My brother Abdul Latif died yesterday, the day of a tarwiyah. The day of a tarwiyah. You want to make hajj and you're living in Saudi Arabia? You're not making hajj unless Allah wrote that for you. The qadr, what was meant to hit you, won't miss you. And what was meant to miss you, 
It won't hit you. And as a Muslim, we have to believe that. We have to believe that. The hadith says, even your inability is from the qadr. The fact that you were not able and capable of going is from the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As it relates to the qadr and the qada, ikhwati fillah wa akhawati, the qadr and the qada are two characteristics from the many characteristics of Allah. From Allah's characteristics is knowledge, the ability to see and hear. Allah is powerful and mighty. Allah is merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he has so many characteristics. And he has so many names. The hadith said, Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes them, he will go into the jannah. Man ahsaha dakhl al-jannah. If you memorize them, you work by them, you understand their meaning, you'll go to Jannah, inshallah, azawajal. Allah has more than 99 names. He has more than 99 names. The point is he has many names and many attributes. From his attributes, according to the ulama of the religion, is al-qada and the qadr, because it goes back to the qudra of Allah. Al-qudra, the word qadr, qudra, mushtaqatan. They come from each other. And Imam Ahmed has been authentically reported as saying, Al-Qadr, Qudratullah. Al-Qadr, Qudratullah. The Qadr is the Qudra of Allah. It's Allah's ability. It's Allah's might. You can loosely translate that. This statement of Al-Imam Ahmed, Istahsanuhu. Al-Imam, some of the scholars when they read that this is the statement of Al-Imam Ahmed, that the Qadr is from the Qudra, it is the Qudra of Allah, those scholars made istihsan, and they supported this statement of Al-Imam Ahmed. Because if you take the Quran, the Sunnah, and through what is known as Al-Istiqra, Al-Istiqra, read all of the Quran and all of the Sunnah, you'll come to understand that the Qadr is from the Qudra of Allah. So from those scholars, the great scholar from the Hanabil al-Imam, Abu al-Wathaa ibn Aqil al-Hanbali. Tremendous scholar in the Hanbali madhab. And the Hanbalis tried to beat him up. They even tried to kill him because he wouldn't just sit with the Hanabila of his time. He would go and he would sit with other people. And the Hanbalis used to blame him for that. Because those people used to say, come and listen to us because if you stay with the Hanabila, your knowledge is going to be restricted. So he would go to listen to others. So the Hanbalis got mad at him. And they got so upset and angry with him of that time that they actually wanted to beat him up that he had to go into hiding and he ran away. And this is not something peculiar to him. It happened to Imam al-Bukhari. happened to Imam ibn Jarir al-Tabari. It happened to Imam ibn al-Jawzi. This has happened to scholars in al-Islam that their contemporaries and the people on the Sunnah the people of Salafiyyah, they get mad at you and there's a war. And it's usually to do with personal differences and personal beef. So what's going on right now between the Salafi brothers is not something new. It's something that's old. So don't get tripped up about it, but be a person who avoids it and turn to beneficial knowledge. So those scholars said that this statement of Imam Ahmed, that the Qadr is the Qudr of Allah, 
it is a good thing. And Imam Ibn Taymiyyah said that. And Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, in his book that I talked to you about, Shifa, Shifa Al-Alil, he mentioned how this is supported by the Quran and the Sunnah. You can go back and check that book to see what was said. So those are some of what is connected to what Al-Imam Al-Humaydi mentioned. He said, All of that, the good, the bad, the sweet, the sour, all of that that happens in your life, it has to do with the qada and the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As it relates to the qadr, it's a very important issue. The scholars said that when it comes to the issue of al-qadr, there are maratib. Maratib, levels, degrees. There are things you need to understand. And they are four. Some people call them the arkan of the qadr. Rukan is one. Arkan is plural. Like the arkan of salat. Of the arkan of al-islam. The shahada, the salat, the zakat, the son, the hajj. The salat has arkan. The hajj has arkan as well. This table has arkan. These legs that support the structure of the table, it's called the arkan. So we have the maratib of the qadr or the arkan of the qadr. And this is important because it will help you to understand how not to get twisted and tripped up as it relates to the issue of al-qadr. The great companion Abdullah Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, his father, and the rest of the companions, radiallahu anhum ardahum. When the fitna started spreading during his time, the fitna of the khawarij, and things are mentioned in these books of the sunnah to expose and to refute what the khawarij did, because the people of innovation, they're not on the sunnah as it relates to the aqid and the minhaj of the salaf of this ummah. Another fitna that started during the time of Abdullah ibn Abbas, was that people started asking questions about the religion that were not present during the time of the companions who used to say, we hear and we obey. Ar-Rahman ala al-Arsh istawa. Allah, Rahman is over his phone in a way that befits his, mercy, his majesty. The companions would say, how, when, where? They just believed it and they kept it moving. Abdullah ibn Abbas, when he saw people sitting, debating about the Qadr, when he saw this happening, because some of the companions did that during the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some of them used to say, Ya Rasulullah, if everything is written, everything is written on us, what are we going to do? Everything is going to happen. It's written already. Why don't we just sit down and just let the Qadr take over? The Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kullun, Everybody will find it easy to do that which he was created for. My brother Abdul Latif, who died during these blessed days of Al-Hajj, Rahmatullahi Alayhi. When I heard of his death, I was affected by that. But as a Muslim, I have to look at things in my religion that give me strength so that I put it in perspective. And one of the things that came to my mind is this issue of what we just mentioned. Everybody will find it easy to do what he was created to do. 
what the Qadr has written for you, you're going to find it easy. The Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالِ بِالْخَوَاتِينَ Your actions of what you do throughout the course of your life, they will be judged by the last thing that you do. So the last action that a person dies upon will determine, does he go to Jannah, does he go to Nar? And a man all of his life can do the deeds of a person of Jannah, fasting, hajj, zakat, salat, masjid, da'wah. He does all of his life the deeds of the people of Jannah. And then when he's almost about to die, what was written on him in the Qadr overtakes him. And then he starts to do the actions of the people of the hellfire and he goes into the hellfire. So when we see people who appear to be righteous, don't go overboard. He has knowledge. She has jilbab. We say, mashallah, but Allah knows the reality because you don't know. What is a person going to die on? Also, the opposite of that. A man can do the deeds of the people of the hellfire all his life. He's doing the deeds of the people of the hellfire. And then he gets close to death. Only an arm span, close to death. And then what was written upon him overtakes him, overtakes him. And then he does the actions of the people of the Jannah and he goes to the Jannah. So for the people who know my brother Abdul Latif, then just think about it this way. Abdul Latif, rahimahullahu ta'ala, died in the blessed days of Dhul Hijjah, making the dhikr of Allah, believing in Hajj, wanting to do things. He died in the blessed month of the blessed days of Dhul Hijjah and the sacred month of Dhul Hijjah. So we take that as a sign that perhaps, perchance, this is what he's going to be judged in the final analysis. So the point is, the point is, as it relates to the Qadr, the Qadr, the Qadr, the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Abdullah ibn Abbas told the people, don't talk about this Qadr, don't debate, don't think about it, don't sit there with this kalam. He said that the Qadr is like a dark street. Don't go down that street. Don't go down that street. And the example that I always give, coming from America, there are some real tough places in America. Some tough places in New York, in Brooklyn, in Harlem, in the Bronx, in Queens. There are some tough places in North New Jersey, Brick City. There are some tough places. You will lose your life in some of these places. Louisiana, in Florida, in Atlanta, Chicago, that they call Chirac. There are some places you will lose your life because people have a disregard for life. Poverty, crime, all of that. Abdullah ibn Abbas said, the Qadr is like that. It's like a dark street. Don't go down it. Who in his right mind is going to go into Chicago and people who know those gangs of Chicago know what I'm talking about? Who in his right mind is going to go on the south side of Chicago to a place where he knows there's a problem? He's going to say, no, it's not a safe place. Well, lie is worse and more dangerous to try to start asking issues about the Qadr. And I just gave you examples of America, of what I know. We don't have a monopoly on that. There are some serious, dangerous places in Pakistan, in Somalia, in Mirpur, some serious Places. The point is, don't debate and don't discuss and don't try to intellectualize these issues as it relates to the Qadr. 
How is this? And why is this? And if it was written for me, why am I blamed it? No. Last thing that I want to mention today, inshallah, azawajal, the four maratib of al-qadr. The first one is al-ilm. Al-ilm. This is important. As it relates to al-qadr, you have to know that everything happens by the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows everything and nothing is going to happen except he knows about it. He knows about it. And that's why we have a number of hadith that talk about things that are going to happen in the future. The kalam of Ahlul Jannah didn't happen yet, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about it in the future. Allah Azza knows about it. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that he is, he and his companions are ruhama with the believers. They are shidda'u al-kuffar, ruhama'u baynahum. They are tough with the non-Muslims and they are easy with themselves. And this is their description that was in the Torah. This is what was written about Prophet Muhammad and his companions in the Torah. So when the people read the Torah, Prophet Muhammad and his companions hadn't been created yet. But they knew about what was going to happen in the future because Allah knew they were coming. So every, they will be created. So everything that happens is with and by the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, the second one is al-kitaba. Everything that's going to happen, that has happened, will happen, has been written in the Imam al-Mubin, in the Loh al-Mahfuz, like the Quran. Allah Ta'ala revealed the whole Quran on Laylatul Qadr. And then he sent it down and Jibril used to come and get it and he would bring it to the Prophet in piecemeal for 23 years as it was befitting and appropriate. It had already been written down. Everything is written in a book that makes things clear. Prophet Muhammad says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, كتب مقادير الخلائق خمسين ألف سنة قبل خلق السماوات والأرض. Allah created the everything fifty thousand years before He created the heavens and the earth, and His arsh was over the water, and Allah knew the reality of that. So everything is written down. You have an angel on your right, writing down what you do. Angel on your left, writing down what you do as you do it. But it's already been written down. Already been written down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and created his children. Prophet Muhammad said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and spread them out before giving them life. And he made a nur, a light go out. Some of the light that went out, it hit some of Adam's children. And some of the light, the light didn't hit others. Prophet Muhammad said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those people, the light hit them, they're Muslims and they'll go to Jannah. Those people, the light did not hit them. They're not Muslims and they go to the hellfire. And it's already been written down. The third thing, Ikhwani, is the Mashi'ah. Al-Mashi'ah. You know when you say, Insha'Allah, if Allah wills, the Mashi'ah comes from that. They will not will, they will not want to do anything except if Allah wanted them to want that thing. So those of you who are fasting today, on this day of Arafat, Inshallah, you'll get forgiven for a year in the future and a year that has passed us by. You want to have a meal today and you're going to eat this and you're going to eat that and you're planning on eating this. 
And for the Eid tomorrow, inshallah, you plan on going to this mosque to pray, pray and you're going to eat this and you're going to eat that in the days of Tashriq after that. That's what you, Tashat, that's what you want to do. But you won't have the ability to have that if Allah didn't will for you to have it already. So the Qadr is connected to the Mashiach of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then finally we come to the issue, the fourth one from the Maratib, the fourth one is Al-Khalq, Al-Khalq. Allah is Al-Khaliq and Al-Khalq means his creation. Allah has created everything. There is nothing in existence that Allah didn't create it. Allah created the Arsh, the Jinn, the Malaika. He subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything in existence. And he created what we do. And as I told you, Al-Imam Al-Bukhari has a book called Khalq Af'al Al-Ibad. The actual creation that Allah did concerning the slaves' actions. Allah Ta'ala mentioned, he has created you and he created what you do. That's an ayat of the Quran. He created you and he created what you do. And he created those things that are connected to what we have done. So these four things are important for the maratib. You can go back and you can check this out and you can find it very easily, as I mentioned, on the internet. And you can find the adilla for each one. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. And anytime Abdullah ibn Mas'ud would say this hadith, he would say, I was told by my friend, As-Sadiq wal-Mastuq, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, I was told by my friend, who is As-Sadiq, the truthful one, Al-Mastuq, who should be believed when he speaks. So before saying the hadith, he would want to get people's attention and giving the Prophet this superlative and this adjective, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, As-Sadiq wal-Mastuq. يُجْمَعُوا خَلْقُ أَحَدِكُمْ فِي بَطْنِ أُمِّهِ أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلًا Each and every one of you, your creation is brought together. You are created in a creation in your mother's womb, in her stomach for 40 days. You are sperm for 40 days. And then for the next 40 days, you are like a leech-like clock. Something hanging on. And then for the next 40 days, you are like a morsel of flesh. That's the development of the child for the first 120 days. And then Allah sends an angel to her womb. And the angel is commanded to write down a number of things. How long the person is going to live. You know, he's going to write down how much money he's going to get. Every piece of money has been decided. And this is one of the benefits of Al-Iman Bil-Qadr. Doing the Corona lockdown. I haven't been working since March. I left Liverpool and I'm in Birmingham. And I gave up my house. That's in Liverpool because I can't pay that rent that I'm not living in that house. Had to close that place up. So other people are like that. People didn't receive furlough. People are not getting any money. People are like that. They lost their jobs. So people worry. Oh my God. Ya Allah. What am I going to do? I don't have a job. Ya akhi. Ya akhi. Every pound 
every dollar, every piece of money that is out there, it is going to come to you. And what was meant for you is going to hit you. And what wasn't meant for you, you're not going to get it. So therefore, don't steal a people's money. Don't hustle people and lie and get their money. Because that money is going to go back to them. You're going to be held accountable for it. You're either going to get your good deeds taken away from you or, or, or their evil deeds will be thrown on you. And that's why the Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they should be good and decent in trying to gather wealth because it's a sign of al-iman, bil-yawm al-akhir. Allah is going to ask you, how did you get that money? How did you get that money? So by hook or crook, I'm going to rob somebody. I asked the man, hey, can you put 300 pounds in my account because of whatever, whatever, I'll give you the money right now. He says, sure, I'll do that for you. He gives him the 20 pound notes and it's 260 pounds. He gypped him, cheated him for 40 pounds because he know the guy going to put it in his pocket without counting it. That's why you always have to count your money. Always count your money. All right, you got away with it, 40 pounds for the time being, but that's coming back to you. That is coming back to you. And the angel is commanded to write, will he go to the Jannah or the Hellfire? Is he shaqi or sa'id? Will he be happy or will he be wretched? Overthinking, depression, not feeling well, anxiety. So those people overthink and those people worry. I know someone very close to me, they worry, they will worry, worry an ant to death. An ant, an ant that's walking around. They will worry that ant to death, worrying about the children. Are the children going to remain Muslims? Are the children going to memorize the Quran? Are the, the daughters going to stay in hijab? Yes, we should be concerned about that, but don't worry yourself and frick yourself to the degree where you become sick and your stomach becomes bloated and the quality of your life is, 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 is adversely affected. So these are the issues we want to bring to you as it relates to the Qadr and the upcoming dars will deal with the next point hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barik ala nabiyyina wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh this recording was produced by green lane masjid for more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org